It's time to dive into the deep end with Gaia Venus. I'm your host, Gaia Venus, and together we will explore the spiritual side of the human experience. Stay tuned each week when I'll share empowering information to support your journey to self-actualization. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Tao. It's me, Shaman Gaia, and I wanted to take a second to say thank you to all who support the Deep End with Gaia Venus, the Daily Tao, Gaia Venus Healing Arts, all of them. I appreciate it so much. It really means a lot, the feedback I've been getting, because it helps me to refine this offering and it helps me to give you exactly what it is you need. So today we are looking at chapter 37, and chapter 37 is really nicely building off of what we spoke about yesterday. Yesterday we talked about everything's thinking. Today we're talking about each thing's way. Each thing's way. I don't have a long speech before this one, (laughs) so we're just going to get started. As always, I encourage you to listen to the message of this chapter with your soul earring, not your physical ears, but that by which you can hear. How do you get to that space? Some people have to do like a little mime thing, my first graders. And when I work with younger children, I tell them, put on your listening ears and they pop them on. Maybe that'll work for you. For some, they can get there with breath work, taking a few deep breaths in through the nose, filling the belly and out through the mouth to relax your ears and connect to the soul hearing. However you get there, that's up to you. But I would love it if you were there while listening to this day's Daily Tao. Chapter 37, Each Thing's Way. Oh, by the way, this book is called The Tao of Being, and it's by a person named Ray Grigg. It's based on Lao Tzu's Tao Te Ching, one of the primary texts for Taoism and Taoist philosophy. Let's get started. Chapter 37, Each Thing's Way. Trouble is caused by people who think they are smart enough to improve things. First, they try. When there is resistance, they push. Then they push harder until their intentions are lost in struggle and discord. Cunning and ingenuity make things worse. Go softly in the world. Place the smallness of what is known beside the greatness of what is not known. Understand with humility. 
honor what is known. Honor even more what is not known. Trust the natural way of things. Ordinary simplicity is infallible. Let everyone find their own way. Teach reluctantly. The same secret is different for everyone. Tell no one, but keep no secrets. There's a limit to a lifetime, but not to the mystery in a lifetime. What foolishness, then, trying to catch the unlimited in the limited? How presumptuous to understand. Understanding, therefore, should not get in the way of each thing's way. That's that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's pretty intense. There are about four or five paragraphs in this chapter today. Don't you love how small they are? I want to comment on that quickly before we get into interpreting and breaking down, understanding and getting our instructions for the day. This book and the Tao Te Ching are deceptively brief in their wording. That's because this is supposed to be an ongoing type of thing. Each time you read it, you get a different sense. I've read most of the chapters in this book at least once. And each time I read it, something new jumps out at me. And that is what's supposed to happen, first and foremost. That is what is supposed to be taking place whenever you engage with these texts or texts of this sort. Unlike most philosophy, religion, ways of thinking and being in the world, this one is very much a choose-your-own-journey type of thing. The last sentence of this is, understanding, therefore, should not get in the way of each thing's way. This isn't the overarching, all-encompassing Tao. Well, or is it? It is both the all-encompassing and the ordinary and simple. Let's go from the top <laughs> before I get carried away. Trouble is caused by people who think they are smart enough to improve things. First, they try. When there is resistance, they push. Then they push harder until their intentions are lost in struggle and discord. Cunning and ingenuity make things worse. Let's, let's talk about the first sentence. Trouble is caused by people who think they are smart enough to improve things. Why is this impossible? Why is it impossible to improve something? Because, like we said yesterday, everything is exactly perfect the way it is. That doesn't feel good to say because there is a lot of suffering a lot of pain in the world and it's not any one person's fault all of the suffering or pain in the world that's a quality of this incarnation we are in physical bodies three-dimensional material bodies things will hurt 
sometimes they'll hurt a lot, a fucking lot, a really huge amount of pain and or suffering. And it's not anyone's job to tell you when you feel like you're suffering. This is for a reason, even if it is. That's not helpful in the moment for many people. Some people just need to get through it and then be able to look back on it. So the first thing right out the gate is that there's nothing in this world that needs improving. Refining, yes. Improving, no. Because the things that exist in this world, the way they exist, is exactly how they need to exist for everything to have the fullness of its experience. First, they try. And we remember we said there's no, like, trying is not a realistic or... or fair type of expectation to put on yourself or somebody else. Nobody can try to do anything. They're either doing it or they're not doing it. So trying is already not even a fallacy, but it's like a false construct. When there is resistance, as there naturally will be, right? Because was it yesterday? I think it was, it was, no, I think it was, um, Tuesday when we were talking about falling with perfect balance. Let's go there for a second because I want to get the exact phrasing. Try, oh, excuse me. There was something about when, um, when you are trying, it, in, it brings on rebellion, which is, again, not a bad thing. It's, it's a signal. No, it was Mondays. Mondays was um, try to lead forcefully and there will be resistance and then rebellion. Resistance is natural. Resistance happens when something is trying to assert its own narrative to improve things that don't need improving. When there is resistance, they push. Then they push harder until their intentions are lost in struggle and discord. Cunning and ingenuity make things worse. I want to have a disclaimer here. I, I do a lot of disclaimers. Because I want to be very clear about what this is not saying. This is not saying that if you see somebody suffering and you're in a position to ease that suffering that you should not do that. There is a time and place and appropriateness for those kinds of things in the Tao. And it's not saving anyone, right? We can't save anyone. We can do things for ourselves and we can share in the healing journeys of other people, but we're not doing it for them. Again, everyone has a choice and they can choose when they are presented with these, not outs, when they're presented with these opportunities for easing the pain, <laughs> easing the hurt. When they have those opportunities come along, they can take them. You know, somebody says, I've got a million dollars for you. Take it. <laughs> what? 
you are you are actively putting yourself in places to ease your suffering when you have something that you want or need first of all you move away from the I want this part but you get into a quesarasara type of thing but it's not just letting things happen to you either it's it's complicated <laughs> everything and and with the title of this chapter each thing's way each thing that exists in the world has its own way it has its own journey it has its own process that has to play out cunning and ingenuity make things worse why because cunning and ingenuity often involve some kind of deception whether of self or other people and i'm not saying those things aren't useful it's just that when you cannot see the forest for the trees you don't you don't switch to a different forest. All forests are the same. Your ability to perceive a different perspective of what it is that you are experiencing is what you need to do there. Ingenuity implies that you're thinking of something that hasn't been thought of before, and that's impossible. Even the things that we think are like cutting edge, groundbreaking, those things aren't new. They aren't cutting edge or groundbreaking. They've just come up again in the circuit. And we have an opportunity to engage with them in a different way than we did before. That's what, that's what happens there. Cunning and ingenuity also, by contrast, in the next paragraph, implies that there is some kind of, like, show to be had some grand display and when we speak in the Tao about the way that we move through the world loud and showy is not <laughs> is not what people associate with that go softly in the world Place the smallness of what is known beside the greatness of what is not known. Understand with humility. Honor what is known. Honor even more what is not known. Trust the natural way of things. Ordinary simplicity is infallible. Let's go to that last sentence. Ordinary simplicity is infallible. What what does that mean? For something to be infallible, it means it's it's beyond not beyond right or wrong but it's it's too big to fail <laughs> or too it, it always has the same outcome ordinary simplicity what is that ordinary simplicity is the natural way of things everything just is without decoration without even even the showiest birds are ordinary we assign things as extraordinary, as special, when we feel like we want some kind of exclusivity with it. But nothing is special. Everything is ordinary. When you treat, and this is, this is what happens, right? I was talking about this to someone yesterday. 
when you treat a quote unquote extraordinary event like it's ordinary, you tell the universe that I'm used to this thing happening for me, right? And let's let's talk about it on a manifesting level. When you do something like you get a, a bonus, an unexpected bonus, and you're just calm through it, then that opens the door for more of that stuff to happen. You haven't made a big deal about it. When you make a big deal about something, that means that it's a one in a million type of thing. I don't know about you, but I want my abundance to feel like second nature. Because then it's not, um, then it's not a reaction. It's a habit. It's not like a, a birthday party. It's a alarm clock going up every, going off every single day. Part of your routine. That's the hack. That's like, that's really the trick <laughs> to manifesting is make it feel like it's already, one, it's already happened for you. And two, make it feel like it's the most ordinary thing in the world. Of course. Of course I get this. Duh. But go softly in the world. What does it mean to go softly? There's a there's a big thing in Taoism about being completely unnoticed and untraceable, which is like the mystery of that is very much like <laughs> on brand with the history, with the mystery surrounding Taoism and especially surrounding Lao Tzu, the author of the Tao Te Ching. Like people don't even know who this person really was. But that's like, again, that's on par. That's how we move softly through the world. We leave our mark, but it's not an extraordinary type of mark. When you even think about people who have these awards, Nobel Peace Prizes and all that stuff, if we saw these people as ordinary people first, I'm sure that their work would have been much more expansive when they weren't being put on pedestals and they were just left to do what, what it is that they did. That's why, too, when you do things for um, fun and sport, you're more successful than when you're trying to do it for clout and accolades. Isn't that strange? But again, ordinary simplicity. Place the smallness <clears throat> place the smallness of what is known beside the greatness of what is not known. What you know is a drop in the bucket, but that's okay. You're not supposed to learn every single thing that there is to know. Some people make it their job. They are like professional students. I dare say even that all of us are professional students. We're always learning. When I was a kid, I used to think, man, I can't wait for 12th grade because after I graduate from high school, I'll be done learning. Imagine my surprise when now I'm 29, 30, and I'm still learning things about myself, about the world, the secrets. I honor what is known by trusting the natural way of things. And I honor even more what is not known the same way because I understand that the mysteries of this world, the mysteries of this life will reveal themselves in their own time to me. 
not before it's time for me to experience them, but exactly when I'm supposed to experience them. And so I move through the world softly. Let everyone find their own way. Teach reluctantly. The same secret is different for everyone. Tell no one, but keep no secrets. This is like classic, right? For those of you who have watched Avatar The Last Airbender, the animated series, not the movie, not the live action production, will know that there's like, there's so many different sages and they have all these different um, lessons for the cast, the, the main bunch. These lessons that sometimes get like taught very cryptically, very suddenly and in subtle ways, even if they say outright, right? This is what you need to do. That's not necessarily the lesson. That's just one of the, the activators to learn that lesson. Let everyone find their own way. Like classic, let everyone find their own way is the relationship with Uncle Iroh and Zuko. He really just let him find his own way. But he was there. He was there just in case he needed saving and the many times that he did. But teach reluctantly. Don't say, oh, you should know this. You should be. That's not going to help. That's not going to work. I say, when you say, when they say teach reluctantly, I feel that it means when the student, when the teacher is ready, (laughs) the student will appear. And when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Don't rush anything. If you see that someone needs to understand or learn something that you have already learned, don't just throw it out at them. They may not be ready. The same secret is different for everyone. Tell no one, but keep no secrets. Don't set up a soapbox on the corner because again, according to the Tao, that's a waste of energy. You only teach and empty when you are full. When someone else comes to you and they are empty and they need filling. Tell no one, but keep no secrets. If someone asks you, what is the secret of life? And you know, they've asked you time to give up the secret. (laughs) And then in giving up the secret, don't force it trying to get them to see what you have shared in the way that you have seen it. That's why there's so many different like cryptic messages in the Tao Te Ching. And people are like, what do they mean here? Don't worry about it. It's different for everyone. The last paragraph reads, there is a limit to a lifetime, but not to the mystery in a lifetime. What foolishness then trying to catch the unlimited in the limited? How presumptuous to understand. Understanding, therefore, should not get in the way of each thing's way. We are obsessed, humans are obsessed with understanding. I need to know why. Why do you need to know why? What we say that is, in, according to the Tao Te Ching and the Tao and the Tao of Being, is gaining knowledge and hoarding it for power. What is the purpose of information? The purpo- purpose of information is to give you options. 
that you can take your pick of how you want to move through the world. It's not about collecting wisdom so that you can say, ah, I know this and you don't know it. That's childish. If you know something, if you know about something and somebody asks you and you don't tell them, then you don't really know it. Because if you're afraid of losing something intangible, like wisdom, like an experience, then you have not fully understood that experience. Because naturally, when something is explored, it gets given away. I remember when I was a kid, my mother would wait till I was at school, go through my closet and give away clothes that (laughs) give away clothes that she felt were I had outgrown. I wish she hadn't done that. Um, But I understand the purpose of it. After you have worn a shirt five million times and it's no longer appropriate to wear it, you should give it away. The same thing with knowledge, except for the fact that you can't truly give away knowledge. It doesn't leave your head once you give it to somebody else, once you share it with somebody else. So that makes it even more important to give whatever knowledge you have. The sentence is like the key in this whole chapter. There is a limit to a lifetime, but not to the mystery in a lifetime. When you are able to hold on to and understand and you're able to really get to the heart of the mysteries of life. Not the specific mysteries, but the mechanism by which things are mysterious. Because everything is mysterious until you know it, right? Each day is a mystery because you don't know how it's going to play out unless you have your time machine. And you're able to jump back and forth and see the entire day and know exactly what's going to happen. But that's boring. The purpose of living is to be present in an experience. This is something that I've been learning on this journey of becoming an adult. Life is supposed to be mysterious. It's supposed to be spontaneous. I love when life is spontaneous, when there's a bit of mystery. When I was a kid, my mom used to let me read Hardy Boy and Nancy Drew books. My mom was born in the 50s, <laughs> in the in the early 50s. So Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys were books that I was allowed to read, even though it was the 90s. I like I literally feel like I grew up. 10 years before like I actually was and I've been I felt like I was living in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s all at once because of my generational like age gaps between me my siblings and my parents there's a limit to a lifetime but not to the mystery in a lifetime the life that we live is supposed to be uncertain because we should have the options, the full range of options to choose anything in any moment. That's why when people come to me for Akashic readings and they're like, what about the future? I'm like, what about the future? 
you have 18 different options in this. <laughs> and here are all of them. And whichever one you take is going to alter the way that the future turns out for you. Isn't that beautiful? That is amazing. It's amazing because... It's amazing because we get to choose. And that is today. Today's Thursday. It's a power day. We get to choose. And we always have a choice. The choices may be different. But you get to choose every moment how you're going to move forward into the present, into the now. Because like I said yesterday, each moment that we experience is now. And everything else is the past. There's no such thing as the future. It's just the eternal now. The Tao. The eternal now. Understanding should not get in the way of each thing's way. And it's foolish when we try to catch the unlimited in the limited. You can, you can find the limited in the unlimited but not the other way around. The limited implies boundaries. Again, there's no need for boxes. All these boxes that we create, for what? To make things more palatable, they'll happen anyway. I mean, you get a choice as to how fast you experience life, but you're not going to experience it faster than you need to. Each thing's way chapter 37. Thank you for joining me for this segment today. If you liked what you heard, send me a message on Instagram. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. Give it a rating. I love to hear what people get from this and the feedback has been amazing. So thank you very much to all who have been sharing the podcast, all who have been sending me love. (laughs) This is a beautiful experience and I'm so glad that I get to share it with you. Join me again tomorrow when we come back and we talk about something else. And we talk about something else. Let's see. Actually, I would like to give you a little bit of a preview. I think tomorrow, let me not be presumptuous. Tomorrow, we are looking at chapter 68. 68 is a good chapter. The Seeking in Everyone. This is also one of the shortest ones, so I'm excited. But until next time, this is Shaman Gaia Venus, and I love you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. To connect with us on social media, use our hashtag DeepEndPodcast, or join us on Patreon for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Until next time, this has been The Deep End with Gaia Venus Adams.